On this episode of the Massive Agent Podcast, I'm going to tell you how lazy, awful pre-approval letters are hurting agents and mortgage lenders. They're killing a mortgage lender's possibility of future business. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 49 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome. This is, of course, the number one podcast on planet Earth hosted by me. I am Dustin Brome, the officer doofy of the real estate of real estate marketing. I, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I admittedly have no clue what that means, but just the just the mention of Officer Doofy cracks me up every time I say it. So there you go. If you remember Scary Movie, you remember our good friend Officer Doofy, and uh, I'm I guess I'm him to real estate marketing, and I'm cool with that. For those just joining, my name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am the founder of the Massive Agent Society. That is our exclusive one agent per market Facebook ad training support system. With a database of Facebook ads that have been proven to work, you just go and click on which one you want based on what your objective is. It, it gives you the creative. It says, copy this, use this audience. Here's the image to use. Here's the video to use, whatever. Do it. One agent per market is allowed in that massiveagentsociety.com. I'm also the, uh, I'm also a realtor in Salt Lake City, Utah with eXp Realty and the co-founder of leadswebinar.com with my good friend, Jason Frazier, the founder of the agent marketer. Now, speaking of webinars, I am hosting a free webinar, the first free webinar that I've ever done on December 6th. So it's on Thursday, December 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific. It's all about the five ways to get 100 or more new leads this month. So if you want to learn the five different ways you can get over 100 leads this month, Go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash free webinar. Make sure you register for that. We're, we're already like 70% full. So, uh, I mean, you might want to reserve a spot ASAP for that. It's the only free webinar I've done so far. It's the only one I have planned and I plan on bringing the heat with a ton of information. So definitely go register and save your seat for that for, uh, Thursday, December 6th. If you're new to the show or you're old to the show, I know that makes no sense, but if you've been listening for a while and you're not yet subscribed to the Massive Agent Podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you do because every new episode that comes out gets downloaded automatically. It sucks when when you like a podcast and you're not subscribed and all of a sudden you, you're like, holy crap, I missed like 10 episodes and then you have to get caught up. I hate that. I've done that with a few shows and I realized the solution is just to subscribe. So please go subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate that. Now, I have two exciting announcements about big speaking gigs. You've heard me mention on the last episode, I am speaking at Inman Connect in New York City on January 29th. January 29th in the afternoon, I'm speaking on how to start a podcast. It's going to be jam-packed with how to, what to use, what to talk about, how to do it, what you need to start, all of that. So if you're going to be at Inman Connect in Times Square uh, in J- late January 20, 
2019. Wow. If you're going to be there, make sure you come to that session. It's going to be awesome. And make sure you come say hi as well. I'd love to meet you. And this is the first time I've announced this next speaking opportunity on this show. If you subscribe to our Massive Agent Minute flash briefing, you've heard me talk about this. If, if you follow us on Instagram, you've heard me announce this. But if you have not heard all that, I can't even believe that this has happened because like two months ago, three months ago, I didn't even think that this was a remote possibility. But persistence and you know just going for the ask and putting your, your name in the hat can go a long ways. I was selected to speak at Gary Vaynerchuk's Agent 2021 event on January 17th in Miami. How freaking cool is that? I, it's, I didn't even, it's not on my bucket list because I didn't know it, it even could be. And here I am speaking at Agent 2021. If you're, if you're a real estate agent, a loan officer, a car salesman, or insurance salesman, this event is for you. And I'm going to be speaking on the mortgage track. I'm going to be speaking to loan officers and mortgage brokers on how they can use content marketing to build their brand and to get more business. So if you're going to be at Agent 2021, come check that one out. It's going to be amazing. I'm actually going to be on the panel with two friends of mine, Jason Frazier and Ginger Bell. That's going to be cool. And I believe the moderator is someone who has been a previous guest on the show. I can't announce it yet because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm. it's not my news to announce. But I think our moderator you would be familiar with. So that's awesome. To check out that event, get more info on that event, just go to agent2021.com and then they've given me a discount code to give to uh, to anyone who's coming. So shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Massive Agent. If you want to get a ticket for Agent 2021 and you want my code, I'll hook that up. And But go to agent2021.com and get all the info you need about that event and see all the other speakers. And it it's going to be huge. I'm so, this it's the Super Bowl for me and I just made the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. All right. Now, today's show we're going to talk about how bad or in other words, awful and shitty pre-approval/pre-qualification letters are just killing you. And it doesn't matter if you're a realtor or a loan officer. Now, loan officers, if you have a shitty if you just kind of mail it in and you're lazy with uh, with your pre-approval letters, first off, what the hell? I mean, come on. And I'm going to explain why this is so important. But as a realtor, you need to make sure that your buyers aren't presenting shitty pre-approval letters too. For Okay, so here's here's where I'm going with this. Mortgage mortgage brokers, loan officers, when you don't realize that your pre-approval letter is a marketing piece. Your pre-approval letter is branding you one way or another. It's leaving an impression on the agents that see it for better or worse. And I can't stand can't stand as a listing agent and as a buyer's agent when a buyer has a, a pre-approval letter that has no information. It just says, oh, you're, you know, you're pre-approved, uh, you know, based on the credit check and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mention what loan program. It doesn't mention the budget. It doesn't mention what's already been checked. It's just generic. I'm sorry, but if, if you're in a multiple offer situation, and here's how, here's why agents and lenders need to be aware of this. And make sure that your loan officers have a good, thorough, detailed, frickin' pre-approval letter. Because it's like you're making an offer on a property and you're like, here, look, this buyer's very, you know, they're very qualified. And then you send this piece of paper that doesn't back that up. It actually leaves more, it, it, it creates more questions than anything else. Don't do that uh, in the, if you want to get your client's offers accepted. 
and lenders, if you want to impress other agents and potentially uh, build a relationship with them down the road, don't you want to leave a good impression on them? Yeah, you do. You really do. So make sure you have every bit of information that you possibly can on a pre-approval letter because then the listing agent that receives it when they have a stack of other offers, they're going to be like, cool, I now have more information about this buyer than I have on all these other ones. Great. That helps. But I can't tell you how many times as a listing agent, I've I've had an offer come in and they attach the pre-approval letter and I look at it and it's pure garbage. It says nothing. It's as generic as possible. It's like, this person can get a mortgage is basically what it says in a bunch of gobbledygook. What do you think I'm going to do as a listing agent? Am I going to go to my sellers and be like, ooh, I'm so excited about this buyer. You've got you've to go with their offer because they're so well qualified. No, and I don't want to have to call the lender. I do because that's what's doing the best thing for my clients, but I don't want to have to. Do you know what impresses me as a listing agent? You know what impresses the hell out of me and as a buyer's agent too? When my client's, Uh, as a buyer's agent, if my client's lender proactively without me asking them, they know that they do a pre-approval letter. It includes a bunch of information, the loan program, you know, what has already been like how far down the pre-approval process they are, what's already been reviewed, all that stuff. When that is sent over from the lender and then the lender is like, Hey, you know what? I actually went and called the listing agent answered their questions and, you know, spoke highly of the buyer and just talked to how well qualified they were. That is so amazing. And what do you think that makes me as an agent do with that lender? Well, that was a weird way of putting it, but it makes me want to work with them in the future. I can't tell you how many multiple offer situations I've won for my clients because the, in part, because the lender was proactive and made a phone call to the listing agent and just shined a little bit more light on the buyers and how well qualified they were and the situation and, and, you know, gave some confidence to the listing agent that, Hey, we can get this done in 14 days or 21 days or whatever it is. And that helps. And as a listing agent, I know how that feels. So on the flip side, if you just have a lazy piece of shit, pre-approval letter coming from your lazy piece of shit lender, that's not going to help you. So you should probably not work with that lender or, you know, at least, let them listen to this episode and be like, we don't even know if this is conventional or FHA lender. We don't know what loan program this is. So, and yes, the contract, I know there's an FHA addendum on the contract and all that stuff, but nonetheless, give information because when I, as a listing agent, see an incomplete one, I'm like, who is this joker that works for, you know, for this company? I make a mental note of that. And if I see them again, I'm like, I don't want to work with them. They're lazy. They're, they're never going to be able to meet the deadlines. If this is the pre-approval letter that they put together, give me a break. Lenders, please understand that your pre-approval letter is a marketing piece. So treat it as such. Okay, put some effort into it for God's sakes. And you only have to do that once. You just have to create the template and then each time plug the new information into it. It's not hard. What, it takes an extra f- couple minutes? Are you kidding me? So if you're... If you have a generic pre-approval letter, shame on you, seriously. And you want to succeed in one of the most competitive, toughest industries around, good luck. Good luck. And agents, stop working with lenders that that won't put effort into their pre-approval letter because that that if you're representing a buyer and and the lender gives them this awful piece of garbage pre-approval letter with no information on it, Think of how your client is being portrayed to the seller and to the listing agent. 
That's hurting you. That's taking money out of your pocket as a buyer's agent. And lender, that's taking money out of your pocket because that client's not going to get a, a deal closed. It's one of my biggest pet peeves, seeing these lazy, garbage, generic, uh, you know, com- totally incomplete pre-approval letters. I can't stand it. And uh, seriously, what the hell is wrong with you if, if you've been doing that? Now, it, it, now, because uh, I'm probably going to get a couple messages from some of the more sensitive among you. I get it. All right. Yes, I'm being... I'm being a dick. I get it. But guess what? If me being a dick is going to get the message through to you and and cause you to make an adjustment, uh, guess what? You're going to close more deals and your clients are going to be more stoked. Your uh, realtor partners are going to be more stoked. You're going to attract more realtor partners. And so you're welcome. Yeah. So me being a dick is helping you. I do it with love. I'm being a dick with love. Okay. So, well, that could be taken out of context. But nonetheless, well, so could everything on this show, like the officer doofy thing, you know, whatever. So to sum that up, audit your pre-approval letters, whether you're an agent or a lender, audit your pre-approval letters and realize they are a marketing piece. They are a marketing piece. They're a branding piece. Treat it as such. I had one the other day that they, they didn't have a logo. It was obviously done on Microsoft Word, which is fine. Like, that's fine. I, you need to do it on a you know, you need to be able to edit it, but it had no, no logo, no signature. Like it was, it's like, who, who typed this, uh, you know, a sixth grader in typing class. It was awful. And agents and lenders, make sure you're calling the listing agent whenever you submit an offer with, when you submit an offer and it has a pre-approval letter with it, you've got to call them. It, It makes a good impression. It's a psychological thing. Even if you're not giving any more information to the listing agent, than the pre-approval letter has, wink, wink, because you've done your job and, and you have a very complete, thorough pre-approval letter now. But even if you're not giving any more info, just talking to the lender and hearing the confidence that the lender that the lender has in the buyer is going to help the listing agent psychologically so they can then defend that offer and that buyer to their seller in a multiple offer situation. It, if you've ever listed a home, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so I, I could rant about that for a while, but I, let's, let's call that an educational rant, shall we? Because some of you guys, you're just, you're not thinking. You're either lazy as all hell or you're just not thinking about it. You, you're just, uh, some of you guys are lazy as hell, right? You just are in our industry. We all know it. There's plenty of them out there. But I think the vast majority of people, they just don't think that their pre-approval letter is as important as it is. They don't look at it as a, a marketing piece and as something that will brand that lender and the agent. So change that perspective, change your business. It's going to help. It's definitely definitely one of those pieces that is going to help you. All right. Now, one here's a last thought I wanted to leave you because uh, I saw I was scrolling through Instagram. I saw a great post by Top Left Creative at Top Left Creative, and it was just a quote that said, "When you market to everyone, you market to no one." I think this is amazing because one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started out as an agent is I tried to cast too too wide of a net, and I was like, "I'm going to go for all of Salt Lake City, like the whole county, like everywhere," and it's hard to focus your marketing efforts when when you're trying to cover like this huge geographical area. That's not it's not nearly as effective as if you were to say, hey, this one suburb, this one town here, or this one subdivision, this one zip code, whatever it is, focus on that, and then they're going to see you everywhere. If you take all those marketing efforts 
and your your keywords on your website and and everything that you put out there is all so okay let me give you an example in salt lake even though yes i'm search salt lake and i do you know the salt lake thing at first i should have focused on holiday utah or sandy utah or even like one zip code within those cities that are in salt lake county those are suburbs of of salt lake city it just uh within salt lake county had i done that then people in those areas would have seen me a lot more. Like if, if you're doing mailers, if you're doing Facebook ads, if you're doing uh, anything, anything, door knocking, whatever, if they, and, and even if they start seeing your signs a lot more often in one uh, specific area, that helps compound your success over time. So focus like a laser beam on a specific area. Don't, don't cast too wide of a net. It's the it's one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my career when I started out. So I love that quote. When you market to everyone, you market to no one because it's not appealing. But if it, so, let's go back to our episode with, uh, with Ray Wood from jiggler.com talking about how their flyers will, will, they'll put the street name on it instead of just like the town or the subdivision. They put the street name on it. They're like, Hey, uh, this, you know, Rosemary street. When you see that, and, and it's relevant to you, you're like, oh my gosh, it gets your attention. Okay. And then as you know, cause you've listened to this before, that's the key. You have to get attention first. But if you just say, Hey, s- people in Salt Lake city, well, there's millions of people in Salt Lake city or couple, couple million in the, in the Wasatch front, there's too many people. And so, and they see it all the time. Hey, Salt Lake. And it doesn't get your attention, right? If it's just the, the whole area. Like if you live in, um, if you live in, let's see, if you live in Plano, Texas and you see an advertisement like, Hey, people of Dallas, like it doesn't mean anything to you. Cause it, it's like, well, cool. They're just blasting it out there to everybody. But if it's like, Hey, this street in Plano, Texas, that gets your attention. Cause you're like, Ooh, I live on that street. Oh, well, they're paying attention to me. This it's, it's so true. It's so true. When you market to everyone, you market to no one. So I highly recommend pick your farming area and make it tighter and more defined in a smaller geographical area than you might think you should do. I promise you, if you focus like a laser beam on that, you could be the expert, the one in that area, and you're going to have more success long-term. Build success there first, and then you can expand. But don't start with the whole damn city if you're in a major area. Okay, don't do that. It's not going to work nearly as well. All right, now I'm I'm thinking back and at all the toes I stepped on and how harshly I worded things, and I could apologize, but I'm not going to because, like I said, I'm being a dick for your good. I'm totally being a dick with love. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It, if I every time I get a pre-approval letter like that, I want to scream. So fix it. Your pre-approval letter is a marketing piece, and if you keep giving these awful generic ones out to to agents every agent's going to be like, who is this joker? Like they're not a serious lender. They're not a serious person. I'm not going to work with them. And I'm sure it's all not going to recommend them to my clients and say, Hey, yeah, they're going to get, they're going to be able to get this done on a tight timeline. That's not going to happen. So, okay. I, I could talk about this till I'm blue in the face. I don't want my face to get blue. So let's move on. Since it was just black Friday and cyber Monday, this year, you're going to see some crazy, crazy numbers coming out 
of how many people now have Alexa devices or voice devices. And I know there's Google Home out there. People have Google Home, but Alexa's the, the, they're the big one. Like they're the dominant one in voice marketing. So, uh, with that in mind, we started the Massive Agent Minute flash briefing. It's, uh, seven days a week, 60 to 90 seconds of a new idea, tip, strategy, thought, rant, joke, story, whatever. Uh, from me to you in your flash briefing on your Alexa device every morning or afternoon or night or whenever you play it. Make sure you go, if you have an Alexa device, even if you don't, you can get the Alexa app and still listen or do it on uh, Amazon desktop. Just go search for uh, Massive Agent Minute. You can actually, with here's a direct link, massiveagentpodcast.com slash hour briefing. If you don't know how to find these flash briefings and skills, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash our briefing, O-U-R briefing. If you do know how to find them, just go search Massive Agents and enable Massive Agent Minute and make sure every morning or afternoon or whatever you say, Alexa, play my flash briefings. Flash. And of course, she's I 100% of the time I forget. Alexa, stop. I always forget to unplug the A word. So one last reminder, go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash free webinar to get on that free webinar on the five ways that you can get a hundred or more new leads this month. It's free. It's going to fill up fast. It's uh, over 50% full. I looked and it was like 70% full and that's before this episode airs. So make sure you reserve your spot for that on December 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be amazing. And then I've, so, okay, since I'm speaking to Inman about how to do a podcast and I've since like, I'm starting to get out there as like the host of this show, I'm getting a lot more interest in how to start a podcast. And because of that, uh, I, uh, so on our Amazon store, you can find that on our resources page on the website, massiveagentpodcast.com slash resources. There's a link to our Amazon store and all the equipment that I personally use and recommend for doing a podcast I have in our Amazon store. So if you are one of those people that around the, you know, the beginning of the year, you know, this is a good time. You're like, Hey, 2019 is the year I'm going to launch my podcast. And you don't know what gear to use yet. I'm working on an article that's going to lay out step-by-step how to do the podcast start to finish. But in the meantime, the equipment that you need is in our Amazon store. And there's a link to that on massiveagentpodcast.com slash resources, as well as some other discounts for other vendors for CRMs, real estate websites, agentology, a few other things. So go check out our resources page. And then the last thing I will say is this uh, year end time is, is interesting because people are looking to make changes in, in their lives and their businesses. And one of those big changes that people make at this, you know, the end of the year and the beginning of the next is uh, switching brokerages. And I switched mid year. I switched in May, but I've been getting so many more requests and inquiries and people reaching out and sending messages saying, Hey, I'm looking at eXp Realty. I don't know if it's the right fit. You know, what should I do? What's your experience been? I'd, I'd tell you if you're one of those people and you're like, Hey, I'm thinking about switching brokerages, but I don't know what to do. We did an episode. I believe it was episode 19. Don't quote me on that. I should have looked it up, but I'm kind of coming out of the blue with this. Uh, go look that up in our past podcast episodes. I'm pretty sure it's episode 19, but it's 
It's the pros and cons of switching brokerages, what you should be considering if you're going to be switching brokerages. It's not just about eXp Realty, but it's my perspective of what uh, of the experience I went through when I switched from my old brokerage to eXp. Whether you're switching to eXp or Keller Williams or Remax or whatever it is, it's going to help you. So go listen to that episode, um, episode number 19. There's a, so there's a video that you can watch as well. If you kind of already know and you've, you've been hearing me talk about eXp Realty and why it's, why I'm so bullish on it, why I'm so excited about it. If you've heard me do that and you just have some questions, please go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp and just click play on the video. It's like 25 minutes. It's going to visually show you what exp is, why so many people are switching. You'll start to see visually like what the appeal is. Like, why is it so appealing? Why are so many huge Keller Williams teams moving to EXP lately? There's been a ton of them. Like huge players are moving from Keller Williams to EXP. Why is that? There's a reason. It's not just a coincidence. Go watch the video. And if you if you see something that you like, reach out to me. I'd love to, to talk about how uh, having you part of my team and show you what we can do for you. We you heard me mention Massive Agent Society at the beginning, our Facebook lead generation uh, training and support system. All, all of my EXP agents get free, free lifetime membership to the Massive Agent Society. That's a $300 per month value that you get because I want you as a member of my EXP team to have every possible resource to crush it, to sell more homes. And that's one of the things that I can provide my coaching access to, you know, to advice and and one-on-one coaching from me. Absolutely. So if that interests you at all, please go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash exp or shoot us a message on Instagram or through our Facebook page at massive agent. I found, I found that there's really two types of people joining our exp team right now. There's, there's those that are just sick and tired of, of getting killed by fees and they're usually with these legacy broker brokerages, the names that you all recognize and some, some smaller boutique brokerages, they just hammer their agents with fees with, with huge commission splits and fees and royalties and desk fees and all this horse shit. And so people are starting to look at a cheaper alternative and, and so they're seeking out EXP. So there's definitely people joining my team uh, to save money. There's also those who see the, the ridiculous growth potential in EXP right now before before we become a brokerage with 50,000 members, before we have 100,000 agents. Right now, there's a huge opportunity. This is, to me, that was what got me. So uh, there's, those are the, the two types of people. Either way, you just need to find out if it makes sense for you. So let's talk. Go watch the video at massiveagentpodcast.com slash EXP and click play. And if you like what you see, let's talk. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into episode number 49 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I appreciate you listening very, very much. Take care. Have a great weekend. Go sell some homes.